even even Nintendogs. Like, listen. Oh yeah. Nintendogs is not a game that I'm gonna go back and play yeah, by no. any means. And I'm sorry because those dogs are definitely dead. <laughs> If you're listening to this podcast, you abandon your dogs in Nintendogs, and they are dead now. Hey, everybody, you're listening to Baseless with Brendan Phil, a tearless focus podcast all about ranking some of our and your favorite things. Uh, big disclaimer up front, these are purely our opinions, and they in no way are meant to give any sort of definitive listing for their respective topics. Uh, with that being said, please enjoy Baseless with Brendan Phil. Whoever. Whoever designed the Apple Mail interface, right? Like when you open up like your your email on your on like an iPhone. Yeah. They need to be. They need to get a stern slap in the mouth because they decided to place the mark all as red and move to junk buttons like a hair away from each other. And yeah, that's disgusting. At, at least once or twice a week, I I move everything to junk and then I have to sit there and be like, fuck me. And then I have to go into my junk and I have to <laughs> hit mark all as uh, move all to inbox. And then I'm getting junk mail for the next week and a half until it can all filter out again. Terrible, terrible, terrible. The other day, um, Bailey was trying to send an important email uh, and she, you know, spent all this time like getting the wording right and doing this. And she had a bunch of attachments she had to put on. And in the Gmail app, the send button is right next to the attach button. Oh no. And so she was doing all this, doing all this. And she goes up to attach like the last picture that she has to and hit send. And when you send an email there in Gmail, there's like a 0.4 second window where there's an undo button at the very bottom of the screen. Oh no. And for some reason, like a gift from God, that email it took so long for that email to send. And I was like undo quickly, undo! <laughs> I like reached, I like reached over her and like smashed the undo button like on the corner of her phone and it like stopped the whole thing and it was like oh my god. <laughs> it's so bad. And then and then like you know she goes in and she uploads her thing and she hits send again and I'm not kidding when she hit send the second time it was like like instantaneous it's gone like the email didn't even oh didn't Lord. even buffer for a second it was like it was a gift from God that the undo button was on the screen for longer than like a ninth of a second and Yikes. it was like Bailey what are you doing Oh, what have you done? It's like it's not your fault. It's just why would they put the the attach button right next to the send button? Literally directly next to it. It makes no sense. It's like I know the one thing my dad always complains about is Google Maps. Uh-huh. Is when you get these when you get like drop down notifications from Google Maps, mm-hmm. the uh, the notification itself will have like whatever your next driving option, but mm-hmm. then the only like clickable thing at the bottom of the notification just is cl- like close all navigation. Oh. And so he'll, be, he'll like try to look at a thing and like like try to tap the, the directions to open Google Maps back up and just close out all of his navigation while he's driving. Oh, he God. gets so mad about that. He's like, why would they put a button 
It's like literally. Dance, no, right? it's, it's it's the truth. And I, I'm realizing why did they even they 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 shouldn't even have made uh like you you should not be able to mark everything and move it to jump. That should not be a part of the interface. That should not be. First of all, it should not be in the middle of the drop down menu. It should be mark as red flag and then move to junk. It should be at the bottom, not yeah, in the middle of both of them. Like, you should have to go through like two drop down windows to yeah, get to or, move all anything. At the very least, it should ask you like, are you sure you want to are move all this sure to junk? About that? Yeah, are you sure? Because you have just highlighted <laughs> 2000 emails and they are all going to be sent to your junk mail. Like, I mean, on the flip side of that, what do you like? And I, I'm guilty of this also, but like, sure. what what the hell are you going to go back to those emails for? Oh, I mean, obviously, there, there, there are some in there though where I'm like, one might have been from my apartment complex, and I'm like, I I might need to have an email from them soon. But it's like, right. it since it filters out through uh, through the names, it's like if I right, got right. A, if I got an email from like from from my car insurance that was saying like, hey, your money's coming out tomorrow. Now, now that now that that's in my junk, the next email that right. comes from them is yeah. going to go you straight to junk, and I'm not going to know. Yeah. I'm going to be like, why right, am I right. down almost two hundred dollars this month again? Like, what's going on here? Right, right. Like, yeah. No, that's a good point because yeah, I guess going to junk is worse than going to just trash oh, because entirely. if it goes to the, if yeah, it goes well, to the junk, yeah. it is going to change your whole algorithm. Yeah. If, if if I threw it into the trash, I'd be like, oh, you know, whatever, it's fine. I don't need to have those emails. If the ones that are flagged aren't in there, then that's fine. But the ones that are flagged, are, they're going to still stay. But if they're going if they're all going into junk, that's important shit that I might need later, you know? Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. So on the topic of uh, electronics and stuff, uh, E3 just ended finally. I say finally, it's like it's a week long. It's finally over. Uh, any yeah. listeners who don't know what E3 is, it is the... Uh, it's, it's a tongue twister. Electronic Entertainment Expo. Um, I'm just going to start this off by saying that Nintendo won E3 in my eyes. Um, I don't know if you were What, what was your winning? What was your winning? Uh, like what, what was the nail in the coffin? For my, my, my winning qualifiers were um, the Breath of the Wild 2 like yeah, official trailer because the gameplay trailer like uh, uh, could we just talk about the fact that Link has a robotic arm now right it's the coolest thing like it's so There's rad Skywalker arm. yeah and it it genuinely fits with the world too um I love how yeah, they, it's, it's cool to see that like a little bit more of like a sci-fi element coming yeah. into a game definitely. like Breath of the Wild definitely um especially think especially the style fits that kind of more like melded world it it, 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 it makes it feel very very RPG very Dungeons and Dragons all of a sudden where it's oh, like yeah. oh and like you know it already has those like you know it's it's Hyrule it's you know it's a very mystical place and it's got a lot of fantasy elements to yeah. it but to see it kind of have those sci-fi pushes is really mm-hmm. absolutely and the legend of zelda as a whole is my favorite game series of all time like i will i don't think a zelda game will ever come out that i don't like and seeing them that the intro to that trailer was so well done with how it looked genuinely like it, it looked like an immediate follow-up to the last trailer that we got it looked like they came one after the other they showed that dehydrated ganondorf again which is one of my favorite <laughs> ganondorf designs like i think it looks so rad um mm-hmm. how many times have i said rad this episode going from that 
the I missed this one. I don't know how I missed it. Metroid Dread. Uh, we're finally getting a new Metroid game, uh, right. and, and one that's not a remake of uh, Metroid Two, which right, it's not know, just a re up. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's not Metroid Prime Four, but that's fine. I feel like they're sick of hearing people beg for Metroid Prime Four. They showed us a JPEG. That should be enough. Um, it's not. <laughs> that was sarcasm. It's never going to be enough until we get the actual game. But seeing Metroid Dread as like an immediate, what looks like an immediate follow-up to Fusion is going to be great because I freaking love Metroid Fusion. Uh, out of the entire Metroid series, I think Fusion is my favorite. Uh, as much as I love Metroid Prime 2, the, the pure exploration and the, the design for Samus in Fusion and the fact that it was a Game Boy game that still like it, it that's that's actually what i love about the game boy the most was that we basically got a new set of snes games right yeah. like it, it's the same same graphical quality same audio and not not same audio but like it had uh, it was basically just SNES games, but upgraded. Like Metroid Fusion is just an upgraded version of Super Metroid uh, in all the best ways. It really, it really took a step up for the series. So I'm, I'm glad we're going to see another 2D uh, Metroidvania. And also, Metroidvanias are like some of the best genres of games to come out in recent years. Like, I feel like it's hard. It's hard to screw up a Metroidvania now because you don't do it unless you know you can do it right. At least for from what I've seen from like developers, is like they're not going to try it if they don't think they can do it well. Yeah. Um, One other thing I was super excited about was the Guardians game, the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got the that thing was there. gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, um, it, looks, it looks great. Holy yeah, like holy crap! The the James Cameron's Avatar game, crazy trailer. Mm -hmm. I can't even begin to imagine what gameplay in that game is going to be like. Like what the heck? That's going to be so bizarre. It's just flight of passage, but you're you're actually yeah, controlling it now. You can control it. <laughs> what else? I'm just looking through like a quick recap list. Uh, mm -hmm. We're getting uh, that Halo Infinite. Finally, uh, finally. Yeah. I gotta say, I actually, uh, to go on to Halo Infinite for a moment, uh, I'm really glad that they're kind of going back to the old designs for all the Spartans. Like, they had the, the CQB Spartan from Halo 3, like the helmet, that's, that just looked like it was pulled out of Halo 3 and given a yeah. little graphical update. And that's really cool. It's just very nostalgic. Very nostalgic. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's cool to see uh, them kind of retconning the limitations of the earlier technology, you know, mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, that the Xbox and, like, you know, limited number of of polygons or whatever from yeah. when they first came out with with Halo. You got you know, those guys looked big and blocky and goofy. Yeah. And for them to like keep that feel of like the big blocky, you know, just a bunch of just a bunch of triangles, whatever we can slap <laughs> together. But like yeah. but like give it an actual like design flair and give it yeah exactly. Yeah. And give it an actual like this is what it's supposed to look like. And we see mm -hmm. like that first one was it wasn't that that first one was like supposed to be round and we just couldn't make it round. Yeah. Like this is like, you know, they, they were able to really nicely tie in the old look. I think it's, it's a cool thing. Uh, one thing that I'm really hoping for is that they don't try and get too nostalgic with it and give us the controls from Halo 3 where uh, we couldn't, you know, the zoom in is the, the left stick and we can't sprint and uh, ugh, I hate it. Going back and playing the Master Chief Collection now is a slog because you move so much slower than you remember 
because now every single first person shooter has a sprint and it's all mapped yeah. to the same button and it's great because you can get right into it you don't have to you have to think too much about it uh that's the thing with maddie right now playing skyrim she was like how do you sprint and i was like oh, it's just oh, shit. So it's the left like, bumper <laughs> yeah it's like why why is sprint map to the left bumper bethesda yeah. this game came out in 2011 we've had how many games right. up to this point <laughs> that, have, not, right. that have just established it wasn't early enough it wasn't early enough for them to be like oh what are we going to do about this yeah it, 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 and it wasn't early enough for them to be like oh shit uh uh we don't know uh, where where do we put the sprint no has anyone done this yet yes yes they've been doing it for years now like <laughs> And then jump. Why is jump? Why? Why did they not? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it does a... And then going into Halo, uh, not Halo, uh, Fallout Four with those same controls, where it's like, and they they still haven't still haven't made sprint the stick yet. Why right, why yeah, am I changing my my viewpoint with the stick? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, enough enough slander. Yeah, enough. Um, enough Bethesda <laughs> slamming. Let's move on. Let's um, move on to some formatted Bethesda slamming. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, thank you. But, well, <laughs> let's move on to some some console slamming instead. Yeah, uh, true, because true. because of our excitement over E3, we're gonna be breaking down the uh, the release of different video gaming consoles over the years and how we see those consoles through our you know view of growing up in the area in the era of video games. I mean, we are we are both younger than the uh nintendo 64 right yeah yeah so um, you know we are we are video game kids i was truly. i was born in 96 so i yeah, i was as, i was as well yeah so i got to i got to see the rise of crash bandicoot and spyro the dragon um and i i have only gone back into the nes and snes in hindsight and uh we'll, we'll get into that in a minute but um where do you want to start with this list? Where uh, what do you think we should uh, we should hit with? I guess we can we can start going low best we can. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm trying to look through this and uh -huh. see. I mean, let's let's start let's start right in the middle with I think like the the, the Nintendo Wii, the Nintendo Wii, the straight up, you know, the classic like, Wii. I'm down with it's that. It's just it's just a great like B right in the middle. It was super cool when it came out, I and they agree. they didn't do with that technology what they could have but no. we all loved it for so long and mm. there's there's something stored deep inside of us that we like everyone just loves playing tennis for mm. some reason on I think, that freaking console i think the wii was a reawakening for parents i think it was there uh it was it was and they they did a great job advertising it in this way and promoting it by saying like it's a console that the entire family can get together and play with. Um, yeah. I also want to talk about though, because uh, I think a major part of this whole tier list is going to come down to the games that were on the console itself. Speaking obviously Wii Sports, we just talked about that. Uh, Mario Kart Wii, Mario Galaxy. Uh, I got Twilight Princess on the Wii. I did not get it on the GameCube. So my first experience with Twilight Princess, which is probably my favorite Zelda game, um, mm -hmm. I, I can go on for hours about that so i will not right now so we're, we're gonna yeah. move on but yeah i um, never had twilight princess but one of my neighbors growing up who i would regularly make the trek over to his house to play mm -hmm. uh different co-op games together of course um he he did have that and so i watched him play a lot of that game mm. you know back, 
in the way that we used to just be like, oh yeah, well it's we don't have it, it's a one player game, but like yeah. this is the game I'm gonna play anyway. Yeah, it's, it's like, like okay, check thanks, it dude. out, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's is it's it's, it's, yeah, it's a weird concept. It's a very weird concept. Um, that being said, though, I mean I watch Game Grumps all the time. I watch Markiplier and Jacksepticeye. It's basically the same concept, except they didn't invite me. I just decided <laughs> to go. <laughs> Yeah, he was the original. Watch play he was the original streamer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Totally. Um. Yeah. No. I def- I think. I think I'm okay with the Wii being there. I might actually want to bump up the Wii to A tier as we get uh, later on. But yeah, I definitely think, I think Wii belongs at a high B, middle of the road. It had amazing games. Uh, I think it just didn't have the staying power. Uh, that right. others did. Now I agree, and uh, I think that it has translated well. I think that oh, they've yeah. been able to make changes, and you know what they do with the Switch now is is I think a perfect adaptation, mm-hmm. especially yeah. coming out of the Wii U. Mm-hmm. But uh, where do you want to go next? Well, actually, well, I want to drop a fun fact on everybody here because this is something that I learned through watching Did You Know Gaming, another YouTube channel. Um, the Do you know what the last game that was? Uh, published not developed but the published for the wii was i don't know i can only imagine it was like madden 2009 or something sad like that uh you are about 10 years off the last game (laughs) released for the wii i believe it was either 2020 or 2019 was just dance oh that makes sense just dance was still releasing games on the wii and this was not like a, a private release this went out like into stores and stuff they were still releasing just dance games until just like two years ago that's amazing uh, yeah two consoles later they were still doing it but now i think that was the last one uh they they stopped developing for them now because now we have them just on the, dance the switch, which is great yeah I don't, just I don't dance them, is the great gaming equalizer though uh, like, yeah, i feel that i have never been in an environment with somebody where i couldn't find like one person who loves just dance it doesn't matter <laughs> if they've never played any other video game somebody in every group loves just dance so much mm-hmm. and it's like and it, you know it, i it, i remember when the xbox connect came out yeah and it was like that weird infrared camera and uh that just dance was the that was the hottest game of the year for a lot for that entire chunk of time that the Xbox Connect was brand new because uh-huh. it, that was, I mean, that was the hottest technology. It was crazy. It was like, you can be recognized by this machine. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> what? Yeah. Actually, you know what? Let's, let's go there next. Uh, the, the Xbox 360. Um, I think the Xbox 360 holds a special place in my gaming experience because it came out when we were in like sixth grade. Yeah. Like it came out when we were in like our prime mm. like like let's all go get of rock star energy and stay up until three <laughs> o'clock in the morning playing call yeah. of duty like yep, exactly. it I, was was, gonna, I was just gonna say call of duty uh the freaking um the, the the modern warfare trilogy that was a time that was like that was a cultural movement mm-hmm. for some of the absolute worst people mm-hmm. in the history of forever like <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. The people who were super into these video games when we were in middle school are some of the worst people I've uh-huh. ever known in my entire life. Uh-huh. I am putting that out there on the internet. I do not care if these people come for me because I think they're the worst people that have ever existed. But can, I get, can, we, can we get some names? Can we get some? Can I get like a clean <laughs> list of names? Cleanly, can we, I'm going to cut out my own. They'll be in the show notes. 
a complete list will be in the show notes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think uh, I think it still is going to go into into B tier for me. Um, okay, actually, no, I'm going to put it in A for now, just because just because I think that it is uh, like you said, it was a great cultural movement for for gamers, where it's like this was. I feel like this is where a lot of people that call themselves gamers became what we see as gamers. Yeah. You know, where it's like I, I think it is the start of modern gaming too. I, I, would, I would consider it the the kind of benchmark mm-hmm. the, like or the landmark rather mm-hmm. where like we all go from being you know maybe playing Mario Kart Double Dash on the GameCube to okay we're getting into first person shooters we're getting into bigger world and games online open world games shooters online too. playing yeah, yeah absolutely online online play has become such a huge thing like I'm a I'm a streamer on Twitch like that's I would not have that if it wasn't for the Xbox 360 I feel like we wouldn't have discord if xbox 360 yeah. wasn't a thing like just that that idea of the, the live chat being able to talk back and forth to friends and this this had existed before like the playstation 2 tried to do online gaming the wii did online gaming but nothing made it so easy to link up with friends than the xbox 360 right and i would argue the catalog of games wasn't right for it either so they really found mm-hmm. a perfect mix of yeah the games that you want to be playing against other people around the world definitely the accessibility of the technology. And then we go to the antithesis, not the antithesis, but the the rival, the PlayStation 3. And I don't think that it does rival as well, at least in really? my cultural, in my like cultural experience of video game. And that might've just been, you know, where I was from, most people had the Xbox, mm-hmm. but like in my, like, cause I mean, I, I don't think it's far behind mm-hmm. the Xbox 360 by any means, but I, I just see the Xbox 360 as the like archetype. And it's like, that's, yeah. that was the real one. I remember the, the announcement. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, the PlayStation three was just the one that came after the PlayStation two in my mind. And like getting to the Xbox 360 was such a huge moment. I can agree with that. Actually, I can, I can definitely agree with that. I will, I will say that the PS three had as a much deeper place in my heart than the Xbox 360. And I think that this is because I, I did not get into online gaming as early as other people did. I did not get into, mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed call of duty, but I enjoyed the original call of duties that had, the split screen and like right, if you're, right. if you're do like you know, uh playing like against people and all those yeah, older World of yeah. War. uh and and halo but i didn't enjoy halo for the online i enjoyed it for the couch co-op and the 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 storyline. I enjoyed Halo oh, 3. And all for, those mini games. You remember playing like, uh, like Infection or whatever it was? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah all that stuff in oh, Halo dude. was so much fun. However, PlayStation 3, and this is something that I will continually praise PlayStation on and Sony on, is their exclusives and the way that they have incredible campaigns and storylines. First and foremost, obviously, is the Uncharted series, which is one of my all-time favorite game series. The Uncharted series just feels like a movie. There is no part of it oh, where yeah. I feel like I am taken out of the experience of it. It's weaved so perfectly together. PS3 had The Last of Us. Um, oh, you did have the first Last of Us, you're right. Yeah, like that. There, Some of the all-time great games came from the PlayStation 3. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, that's that's a good point. I guess uh, in my memory, and I, I don't know why my brain is like, I'm omitting this, but like <laughs> those uh, in my memory, 
I, I had kind of forgotten about how much like console war there was where it was oh, like, yeah. this game is only going to be available on PlayStation. This game is only going to be on Xbox. And now it's yeah. now that's so uncommon. Like we only yeah. get like maybe one or two games, one or two like big games a year oh, that are actually like one or the other. Kingdom Hearts was the biggest one where it was like, you can never get this on anything except for the PlayStation. And then all of a sudden right. now they're like, hey, Epic Game Store and Switch and Xbox. Yeah. And yeah. It's, like it's we don't so, care anymore. Yeah, that concept of the console wars is, is is dead because I think a lot of people too now have multiple consoles. Like I, I, I think know. I think it was PC gaming honestly because like yeah mm-hmm. obviously people have multiple consoles and I think you know especially people like our age and older. Um, if you have the money, we're like, well, I'm getting both because I want to be able to play Spider-Man and I, but I also mm-hmm. want to be able to play Halo. Yeah. And so like, you for some reason, this- for some reason, I really want to play Gears of War. I don't know why, but I, <laughs> I don't know who would. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But, um, <laughs> you know, but then I think that, I think that PC gaming was the nail in the coffin where they were like, people don't have to buy our consoles at all anymore. Like they can just, you do it right on their computer. So we better stop being so selective and exactly. so exclusive. Absolutely. I'm comfortable putting the PS3 behind the Xbox 360. And I think that I'm, I'm going to settle here because I know that the Xbox had an incredible online system, obviously being run by Microsoft and Sony was mm-hmm. a little bit behind on that, but they still told incredible stories with the games on that system. And since we're talking about exclusivity so much and we're kind of in this era, let's go back to Nintendo for a moment. Uh, yeah. And I kind of want to jump back to the original Game Boy. Uh, yeah, because I'm seeing, it. I'm seeing it's that green screen. It's that green, <laughs> that green uh, non-backlit screen that's just it's drawing me to it. Technical limitations aside, I don't think the games on the original Game Boy put it high enough on my list to warrant anything higher than D. You're gonna, I, you're gonna catch some slander for I'm that. Catch some maybe some, for it. Maybe some libel. I, but, um, <laughs> well, you know what? I actually, I, I, don't, yeah, see the, know, I, I don't. I don't see the Game, Boy, see the Game color. Boy color. So yeah. I think we could we can make this the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color combined. I agree. Into this, I, and and I'm that's definitely gonna thing. bring it up. I'm gonna do the same thing with the the Game Boy Advance because I don't see the SP on there. I'm gonna do the same thing with the Advance. Yeah. So the Advance um, and the SP will be one. Yeah, cool. I am putting the Game Boy at C because it I had. Think that's fair. I think it's I think fair. That, it, it had was, Pokemon. It had Pokemon Blue. It had Pokemon <laughs> Yellow. Um, I can't think of anything but Pokemon right now. No, I, had, I had Frogger <laughs> on my Game Boy Color. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, playing Frogger on my Game Boy Color. Actually, you know what? No, I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm putting it back in on a D because it had that god awful Game Boy camera that had those cursed <laughs> fucking images in it. <laughs> I will never forget. It's going into D for the nightmares that it's caused you. The trauma <laughs> that that thing has put me through. If anybody mentions the Game Boy camera, I just get that image of that guy like with like the seven chins and he has like the, the drawn on <laughs> eyebrows and the weird curly mustache. And he's he's so happy about how terrifying he looks. I hated right, that thing. Your childhood trauma aside. It did have game and watch stuff on it, though. So I give it that. It's going to see. Yeah. It's going and see. All right. You want to yeah. go to the, the Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy SP? 
Let's do there. that. Let's do it. Because uh, that was we already that talked. was another kind of cultural yeah. revolution. I think we already talked because about like, how the some of the games on it were basically just upgraded uh, SNES games. Yeah. Like we just got like a new. It's kind of there. There it was. <laughs> oh, what was it? It was. It's the Greta Van Fleet of Game Boy consoles. <laughs> yes, it's, exactly. It's just, it's just more new Led Zeppelin. Even if it didn't right. want to be, it's just new Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That being said, I like Greta Van Fleet. I, I love Greta Van entirely Fleet. Entirely, that they are just a Led Zeppelin wannabe I cover band. Absolutely love Greta crap. Van Fleet. They, they are one of my have favorite such a bands. Great sound. Yeah, and, and the same with the Game Boy Advance and the uh. Game Boy SP. Holy crap! This thing was awesome. <laughs> and like, okay, like when I was a kid, when I was growing up, my uncle got me the Game Boy Color. Yeah. Um, and that's because my uncle was my uncle was this like, uh, you know, like like young hotshot guy like he didn't he didn't have any kids at this time he was just like like a big kid himself and you know he was he was the, he got me my first ipod and he got me my my game boy color and like he I, I remember going to his apartment and, and watching him play Halo. Like he had like the, the Xbox yeah. and he would sit there and play Halo. Like, you know, he was, totally. he was like that. He was basically like the uncle from any TV show in the nineties. Right. <laughs> and so, um, uh, we, yeah, like I, I have, I have that, I had that Game Boy Color, um, because my uncle was like, Oh yeah, this is the coolest thing. You got to get into this. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I was like four. Uh, no, I wasn't yeah. that young, but you know, I was like, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, yeah. No, but no one else was really playing video games like in my life. Like when I was mm. when I was that age, we were all still in Pokemon, in Yu-Gi-Oh, in Beyblade. Like we were in those yeah. those more physical uh, games where we would all be bringing our decks to school or bringing you know bringing our rips or rip sticks mm. and stuff to, mm. to to sling Beyblades at each other. And so um, getting to the the Game Boy Advance, it was like okay, well now we've got we, I got a bring my i gotta bring my pokemon emerald i gotta bring my connection cable so we can trade like 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 you got it was like this was video gaming on the like the like the horizon like for everybody for like everybody in my grade everybody in my age group had these then fully feel that uh and two uh it was um they they really wanted to in, in all the commercials for the original game boy and the game boy color they showed putting it in your pocket do you ever try sitting down with a full size original <laughs> Game Boy in your pocket. You can't fucking do it. It doesn't happen. It's uh, like a two by four. Yeah, basically. Uh, but the Game Boy SP, it folded. It had that, the, you know, like the, the top down screen, the, the Game Boy Advance, it was small enough to actually fit in your pocket. It was smoother. It like it did what they wanted the original Game Boy to do. Um, beyond that, it had a backlit screen. Finally, it actually like yeah. you could play it in the car without having to tilt it outside the window. Or <laughs> well, like- <laughs> so uh, my uh, my my sister and I had we had the uh, um, the like overhead lighting attachment yes. for yes. the Game Boy Advance that would click into the charging port and like mm-hmm. was just like a tiny little flashlight bulb and, and it drained could, like, the battery. Whatever, it would just kill the battery. <laughs> but yeah, that's, it. that's how we would play. Because we, we we were like a road trip family, and we would yeah. be, I would be like sitting in the back of my car trying to play Pokemon. <laughs> totally. Uh, all right. So looking at this list, we still got a bit to go. What I'm going to do, we're going to cut out a couple of them. Uh, I'm going to throw a couple at you and we are going to, we're going to, we're going to have each of us have three sentences to give our argument of where they belong 
and where we're going to put them. So you ready? Yeah. Start off. SNES. I would like to go first. Goes in S tier. I said three sentences. I'm going to say three games. Uh, Link to the Past, Super Mario World, Super Metroid. Done. Super Mario World is too cool of a game for it not to be a top tier system. Like that game alone makes it an S tier system. Mm -hmm. And Link to the Past. Move on. Link to the Past, past I will always say, is the best Zelda game. Bar none. It set up the formula perfectly. Uh, uh, First Zelda was great, but Link to the Past set up the formula with like almost absolute ease. Just incredible. Anyway, moving up next, PlayStation Four. I, you know, I'm I'm a PlayStation Four guy, and I I I love it. And it was the it was one of the first major consoles that I had since the Wii. Like I I did not have an Xbox 360 or or a PS3. Um, and so getting the PlayStation Four was was a big moment in my gaming and I think it's a beautiful console and I think that it has plenty of like a, a beautiful game library and I think it's an A tier console. I don't think it's an S tier per se. Maybe maybe it could be, but I think it's I think it's about as high of the A as we've had so far. Great. I I, I agree with A tier as well. Um, I'm putting it just below the Xbox 360 because I still feel like the Xbox 360 has that nostalgic memory to it that I think uh, we're all going to be able to hold on to for a long time. PlayStation 4, again, has great campaigns. It has The Last of Us, Last of Us 2, which I heard mixed things about. I've never played it, but I have played Spider-Man and I have played Miles Morales. And I'm getting ahead of myself on that one. Uh, But I don't actually see the PlayStation 5 on this, um, which is good, actually, because it hasn't been out long enough for me to have any sort of opinion. Same thing with the Xbox Series X. Um, right. I don't think I'm going to be able to put either them on this yet. Um, let's do the original Xbox. Okay. Um, um, I, I think I think the original Xbox is a solid B tier. I think it had. Yeah, I think it had great games. I think it had some hits, definitely some misses. I know the original Xbox was developed. I think it developed. I think it developed the like archetype of a gamer. Like it was like the first console where it was like we got gamers now. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Had the first two Halo games, which we keep talking about Halo, but Halo has such a hard impact on first person shooters as a whole, which is one of the biggest genres of gaming right now. And they would not be here if it was not for Halo. That being said, it introduced the online element into gaming for the most part. It kind of really drove home that like online gaming could be a thing. The servers were shit, but they existed. So it gets a B. Uh, are you good with that? Yeah. Great. Um, I'm going to pull up a weird one. Sega Genesis. We haven't talked about Sega at all yet. It introduced Sonic to the world, which was great, except for DeviantArt. I'm not going to talk about that, though. I love Sonic. <laughs> I think Sonic, the games are great. Uh, they are not great anymore, and they haven't been for quite some time, but they are still a no. fun time. I find myself going back and playing Sonic Adventure at least once a year. I I loved playing Sonic. I had Sonic on on my uh, Game Boy Advance, my Game Boy SP, mm-hmm. uh, and I, when I had the GameCube, I had uh, whatever Sonic game came out where you would run as three different characters at the same time. Sonic I can't Heroes. think of what it's called. Sonic Heroes. Sonic and I also Heroes. Had, I also had Sonic Riders or whatever that was. That was yeah. like a super weird, like 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 uh, hoverboard racing game. That's uh-huh. terrible. That was I went one back that I and tried to play that a couple weeks ago. It is a really bad game. That was the one that I wanted <laughs> so badly, but yeah, now I can't. I can't go back and play that. Uh, yeah, I, I, Son- Sonic Heroes was a blast, though. I yeah. love Sonic Heroes. Yeah, uh, we'll get to those actually in a minute too. Uh, but it also had, and this is why I'm 
I'm giving it a B, even though the rest of its cat, the rest of its catalog was all right. It had like Echo the Dolphin, which is a cult classic, but it was <laughs> the uh, it was it was the one version of Mortal Kombat on consoles that you could get that had blood, and that is what shot the Genesis into the cultural zeitgeist that was and beyond <laughs> Sonic. It was the way that you could take you could take an arcade game home that had all this blood and gore, and Nintendo had it, but it didn't have the blood. Genesis had it, <laughs> and that was why everybody that was why most kids wanted the Genesis, I feel. Um, at least, you know, this is from me doing research and studying up on like these topics. I did not right. live through it as we know, but being a fetus at the time, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I remember hearing anyway. Uh, let's go to, uh, did you ever have the PS Vita or like the PSP? I did not. I was, uh, around people who did, but cool. <laughs> did not. Same here. Same here. I never had them, but I know I'm going to group them together into the PS Vita because they kind of were, they're very similar yeah. in their, uh, uh, their their functionality, but the PS Vita right. had some great games on it. It actually had a couple of um, it had an Uncharted game that wasn't just a side you know, mini game. It was an actual Uncharted story, and it gave it gave more uh, gave more weight to Nathan Drake as a character. Um, it also had I think it had like a couple Katamari Damacy games, which were very very adorable fun games. I think it's another B tier though. I think <laughs> That's uh, it did not stand the test of time, and it's a shame. Its its catalog of games is so small. Um, yeah, it, it just never got the traction that it needed, which yeah. is a bummer because I mean, it was the first time we really had a mobile gaming experience with a, like a real screen and and console like a, like, and console yeah. level screen too. Uh, yeah, like it, it didn't it didn't have to sacrifice a lot in order to give us a good experience, and the Switch did that perfectly. The Switch took oh, what the, the Switch Vita wanted to do and it gave it everything. Absolutely. It is the perfect combination of the Wii U, the Wii, the Game Boy, or the, you know, maybe the DS rather, and the PlayStation uh, Vita and the, and the PSP. Like it is, mm-hmm. it is taking everything that mobile gaming could have been from all of those consoles and putting it together. And I'm going to be honest, it took what, three or four years for that to be realized because when the Switch came out, it had that issue of nobody knowing what to do with it yet. Yeah. People not knowing how to make games for this mm-hmm. console that utilized it. Yeah. And, you know, it seemed like for two years, the only thing you could get was Breath of the Wild and whatever that like splat paint game was. Like there was nothing on Yeah. yeah There's yeah. nothing on the console. Mm-hmm. But now, now the catalog has grown to back up the quality of what this console actually totally is. Agreed. And it's incredible. Totally agree with you there. I, I didn't see the purpose purpose of getting the switch for a little bit because breath of the wild was even it was on the wii u uh that was where i first oh, right. had my experience with the, my first experience with breath of the wild at this point i've played the game seven times and beaten it seven <laughs> times so um i know it now better on the switch but it took me a minute to want to get a switch because like you said yeah the catalog just didn't keep up within the first couple of years but it's so shocking to me now that like years have passed since the switch has come out like it is it's actually been a while. Um, no, it feels like, it feels like a brand new console, especially really after does. the year that it just had with Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, just the absolute blow up of its popularity, where like for for almost a calendar year, you couldn't even get a Switch in a store. Like you, yeah. it was like it was so hard to buy these things, and then that's what like four or five years after its release. That's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, it's 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 legitimately it's ridiculous, but. Um, but it is I, now I think, a 100% worth the money console. Hands down. Like, agreed. 
even if even if if tomorrow they were like, oh, by the way, uh, we're going to release a switch, too. Yeah. Like I would I would still say this. The switch is worth the money to buy now. Like, it's yeah. like would the switch to be the better choice? Obviously. But like the switch mm-hmm. could will last forever because the num- sheer number of games Mm-hmm. is it's, it's, it's just it's a classic console now all of a sudden it's, and, it is one of the classics and in truth what would the, what would the switch pro because they, they you know everyone was saying like oh e3 this year they're gonna announce the switch pro they didn't i wasn't expecting no. them to i feel like they're gonna wait no. a little bit longer before they do any sort of reveal for that but it has it's kind of been you know rumored to be in development for a while now what is it gonna have beyond what the regular switch has probably a 4k screen maybe a 4k screen what i would add would, i would i would add uh i would i would do a, a front-facing camera uh, okay maybe add add a, add some more abilities with that uh maybe maybe a front and a rear-facing camera i don't know you know maybe that's too much to ask for and i would add bluetooth the ability to bluetooth headphones oh, into true. that thing would be a life changer oh, that is very true i i yeah okay you know what yeah maybe the switch pro is is warranted now <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe it is it's more reasonable i mean i always i always knew it was going to be reasonable but like at the same time that's that's for people that really want to take it on the go i have a switch light uh that i take on the go if i want to uh, maddie has her regular switch that we have hooked, uh, hooked up to the tv so we oh, okay. we have like we have the switches that we need i don't think i'll be getting a switch pro but uh yeah. unless Which doesn't ex- doesn't exist by the way exactly yeah, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes just to clarify <laughs> to the listeners you didn't miss anything there is no switch pro like it's not the i'm waiting I'm, I'm, I'm imagining now like three years from now when this this episode has been up for three years and everyone's like <laughs> so dated we have the switch four now come on get on talking about talking about front facing camera there's just it's just a screen now it's just a big right. it's big, just, big old touch screen it's and, just the it hologram that face. comes out of your chest. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just goggles. Um, it's just goggles. Uh, <laughs> I will say, in owning a Switch, I have been so happy in so many times because I have just felt like that kid in the back of the car driving to Florida again. Like, okay. I, I have traveled with it. I've brought it on airplanes. Um, like, having that thing in your bag and pulling it out and playing a video game on a plane is an experience console game too. that's the thing a very very real game like with every and you're not just you know you're not settling for any like kind of mini game or something it's it's got everything you you want on and offline it's a perfect overwatch on a plane like that's yeah (laughs) it's but i mean there's there's something special though about opening up a backpack and pulling out a handheld video game. Yeah. There's something about that experience that is so like central to my childhood. Like I, I never left the house without my Game Boy Color Advance DS, whatever it was, all the way up. Mm-hmm. I mean, being able to do that again is such a magical experience. Agreed. Um, let's run to I don't know if you've ever had this, but the Sega Dreamcast. I'm telling you right away where I'm putting this. I'm putting it in D tier. D for okay. Dreamcast. Um, D for Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was a worthwhile attempt from Sega to it was their last ditch effort to get into the console market and stick around and 
and it didn't happen. Um, in fact, most of the games that came out for Dreamcast were shortly re-released on the GameCube. So there was really like it, it had no lasting impact. The only lasting impact that it had was the fact that now you could play the games on a GameCube and you could have the nostalgia of being like, oh, I remember this one. I remember when I had this for the Dreamcast. OK, cool. But it's better on the GameCube. Like there's it, it, it didn't have the staying power even when it came out. Nobody cared. And I, yeah. I, I will stand by that. I know there are people that loved the Dreamcast and that's fine. That's great. Good for you. That controller. Who oh, the fuck? Oh, the fuck? <laughs> why? Like, there is nothing that I have for that other than why was it shaped like a goddamn ninja star? Um, <laughs> speaking of ninja star controllers, the N64. What are yeah. you thinking? I think the N64 is, yeah, easily an A. I, I don't. I don't think I, I don't think I need to put it up higher. I don't think I need it needs to be that S tier. Mm-hmm. But I think that that console is home gaming for the masses, like for really the first time. That was the that was the play in video games with your older brother experience, mm-hmm. which like I didn't have. But like, you know, that's you know, that's the like I picture I picture the three kids from Malcolm in the Middle, like sitting there playing it in sure. like that's you know, like that is the yeah. console for people who are around our age. Like when you think about like the first thing you ever saw as as like a video game mm-hmm. and that's it mm-hmm. um i think i think that's that that's a very you're right it is definitely like for a lot of people it is their their awakening into gaming for for our generation um at smash bros at the first smash brothers game uh um, oh yeah it had what a lot of people think is the greatest game of all time uh ocarina of time going back to zelda again for the 15th time right. in this episode but <laughs> It had a catalog of memorable games. It had freaking Star Fox 64, uh, Goldeneye. Oh my God. You, you want, you want, you want to talk about the game that opened up first person shooters for people. We're going to talk oh, about Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Was so much fun. It was so much fun going back to it now. And you had two player and you had two, you had two player. Come on. I mean, come player. on. You had four you player. Had four player in a game that you could just. I mean, you could just, you could literally just run around a map and kill each other. Like it was like, that was the, that was the dream video game when you yeah. were, when you were nine, you just, it's just like running around peeing ourselves laughing because like I shot you. <laughs> that was the most fun. Can I get a clean running around peeing ourselves? Can I get a clean running around? Can I just running around peeing ourselves? How's that? One more, one more. Perfect. No, no, no. That's, a, that's good. Thank you. We got it. We got it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Baseless. No. <laughs> um, Oh God. Uh, but yeah, no, if you want, you want to talk about, uh, like, you know, the halo, like uh, being able you know, having fun in split screen on halo, you wouldn't have that without Goldeneye. Uh, no. it, just, it just wouldn't exist. Um, that being said though, the N64, if you go back to those games now, some of them are unplayable. Like Goldeneye going back to it now, trying to do the campaign of <laughs> Goldeneye and the N64, don't even try it. I, I think it's worth your time if you've never done it before, or if you're nostalgic for it, give it a shot. But if you've also never done it before, you will hate your time. Um, <laughs> uh, Ocarina of it's Time. A frustrating, it's a frustrating experience because it's a 20 some year old game. It's like, yeah. You know, Oh, entirely, entirely. And I, and I just, I get obnoxious. I get annoyed about the N64 because there are so many gatekeeping N64 fans that are like, there's no, the only Mario game is Mario 64. Shut the fuck up. Mario Galaxy (laughs) is a great game. Mario Odyssey kicks Mario 64's ass. Like there is nothing about those games that has not been grown upon over the years. 
Ocarina of Time was wonderful when it came out. It was a masterpiece at the time of release. Now we have Twilight Princess. Now we have like, Wind Waker. Oh, can't wait to talk about Wind Waker. Um, <laughs> we have these new, the, we have these, the evolution of these games and Nintendo has just done such a perfect job of growing upon them. The one thing that keeps it an A tier for me is the fact that there's no Metroid game. Fuck you, N64. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love the N64, but still, like it's it has that uh it, ha- it has that cultural lock in time where it's like it it's a 90s system it'll stay in the 90s and that's where it belongs and i love it there okay and like what is yeah what is this red console that the has sky? like a skeleton yeah the sky? that is the virtual boy that was nintendo's attempt that's at the vr boy. okay yeah so let's let's talk about the virtual boy yeah, I, I actually do kind of want to talk about the virtual boy it is going in d tier and it is the most true d tier console that there ever will be it, it it, it, it was Nintendo's first big attempt at VR. And I think it was the first big attempt period at VR um, where it had this skeleton tripod. You had to prop it up on a table and, um, I think they're, they tried to make attachments that like put it onto your head, like an actual VR headset that we see now. Um, but it was purely a black background and red little vectors and lines and stuff. It had, it had like a Wario game. It had Mario tennis. It had uh, a version of Star Fox. I think it, I don't think it was Star Fox, but it was kind of like asteroid E. Um, okay. And it just made people vomit and it gave them headaches for hours. It made people so ridiculously sick. I don't think I'm going to look this up real quick. I don't think it lasted on the market for more than like a year or so. Um, Did that say on Mars? How long was the Virtual Boy on Mars? Uh, when did the Virtual Boy come out? All right. Nintendo pulled the Virtual Boy off of the market in 1996, just a year after its release. And that is from uh, Racketboy.com. That is that is an article that they wrote. Go read that if you would like to. It's Virtual Boy 101, a beginner's guide. Definitely, if you want to learn a little, a little bit about it, I'm not sure how factual most of it is, but that is... I, I'm, it's the first thing that pops up on Google, so good enough yeah, for me. It's the first thing that pops up there, and it's, yeah, it seems, seems good enough. Um, 1995 to 1996, mm-hmm. pulled from the shelves because it was doing so horribly and people were just getting horribly sick playing. Mm-hmm. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my and, entire life. And this isn't even games. It only sold 770,000 units worldwide within that year. That's crazy. That is not good for a console. Um, and that is saying which ones were sold. It's not that it says nothing about which ones were thrown out at the minute they were purchased. Like <laughs> that is, <laughs> I, yeah, Virtual Boy was a shit show. Uh, so S tier, no. That's <laughs> um, for shit. We got it. We got a nice couple uh, left over here. No, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven left to go. Yeah, make it quick. Do, let's do the uh, DS and the 3DS. I see them as basically the same because okay, when I had a 3DS, I barely ever used the 3D functionality because it just gave me a headache. Totally. I I'm gonna put the regular DS down here so that we can just get it out of the way. But the 3DS, we're gonna lump it in together because I'm gonna lump the games together. I think A tier. Yeah, I agree. I think that it is. It was new technology. It was. It was 
local uh, online gaming and and stuff in like a way that we had never seen before. And the games on it were great. There were yeah. great, great games on the yeah. system. It was it was kind of what we were talking about with Switch, where it was like we had console level games on a portable system. We had uh, Mario 64 DS. If we're going to talk about Mario 64, oh, that game was great. And that game was great. It was it was the best version. I'm actually going to put the I lost that game in a bowling closer. alley. I like I left. I had like a. Like my 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 chip for it or whatever those are called my disc. First of all, why the fuck were you at a bowling alley? Second of all, that sucked. When I I was in the third grade, I was in a bowling league. I don't know why, but I had a, I had a good friend in elementary school, and his entire family decided that they were going to join this random like Tuesday night bowling league or whatever. And I got invited to be a part of this Tuesday night family bowling experience. So I would go every week with my friend Barrett and his family, and we would bring our DSs and we would bowl. And I got really good at bowling at the age of like nine, and like I got a bowling ball out of it. I have like a little nine pound Superman bowling ball that was just a weekly experience for me for a while it was it's a it's a strange part of my past but i left one i had i had like one of those ds cases that had a bunch of game holders like built into it one little game holder could hold like four like discs and i left one of those discs at the bowling alley one week Uh, and i know it had it had uh pokemon mystery dungeon and it had great super mario super mario uh 64 ds Uh, and i know those are the two that i lost in that Mm. console and or in that little holder it was a sad day well, let's also talk about too, since we're on the topic of, uh, of just like the games and the uh, of the console, um, the Pokemon games that came out for it. Heart Gold, Soul Silver, two of the most well-regarded Pokemon games. I think they're. I think Heart Gold is the best Pokemon game to come out. Uh, like the remakes of Gen Two were so great. Yeah, they were um, gorgeous. 3DS had Sun and Moon, which I enjoyed uh, yeah. a lot. Diamond and Pearl. Diamond and Pearl, which are also two of the best. Um, that was the first. That was the first game that I ever was on a uh, uh, that I that I that I pre-ordered. That was the first time I ever pre-ordered a video game. I remember going to Target, going to Target, and filling out my thing and getting my my uh, Pokemon Diamond pre-order. I. Ugh. There was so much about that, but like the, the console itself that really, really made. Uh... <laughs> okay, sorry. I just watched you do that. That was so funny. Okay, so what, we're, we're sitting here, we're sharing a screen um, so we can both see the list and all the consoles and stuff. But his shared screen, after he said, fuck it up, clicks over to a different tag, a different tab in his browser where we're managing our podcast on Anchor, and he marks the podcast as explicit. It. He like caught himself in that moment. And was like, I guess this is an explicit <laughs> podcast. Better, 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 better. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> and I, I love how I lost my train of thought while I was doing it too. So that really made it more <laughs> obvious. We couldn't really ignore that. Um, oh man, no. But yes, uh, even even Nintendogs. Like, listen. Oh yeah. Nintendogs is not a game that I'm gonna go back and play yeah, by no. any means. And I'm sorry because those dogs are definitely dead <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast you abandon your dogs in nintendogs and they are dead now but feel bad die mad about feel it feel bad but holy crap Nint- even nintendogs was such a fun experience it was the per it was such a great combination of everything you could do on that console you could touch and you could swipe and you could use every button and both screens and it did it so well and 
there that I've never seen a console in all my days. I've never seen a console that used that that all like all the games that came out for that used it so well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So many of the games and right off the bat used that console and its capabilities beautifully. Definitely. And also uh, going back to the N64 remix that it had, it had Star Fox 64 for 3DS, which was just a beautiful graphical update that brought it to a whole new generation. And uh, it had probably one of the best Zelda games, Majora's Mask 3D. Oh my God. I never thought that, that movie could get more terrifying, but it got more terrifying on the 3DS. <laughs> like it, it did exactly what the, the Switch was about to do uh, just a little bit earlier. And it just it, it didn't have it didn't have the console ability that the, the switch has where it was like you could also transfer it onto your TV. Um, right. But for what it was, it was such a great handheld system. Like, I think beautiful. I think it is really the best handheld system, uh, obviously, because, you know, we considering the switch, a, 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 you know, a console right. like. Yeah. A, yeah. Uh, but it, even though it's portable, it's not handheld, quote unquote. You can't put I mean, you could I can put the switch in some of my pockets on like some like my sweatpants um right, yeah, so you it's not a slap that yeah. right in your pocket go wherever you want to go uh playstation 2 haven't talked about the sony in a minute almost like they only have, have four not. consoles um yeah five <laughs> five but, well uh, and, the, and the psp and the vita whatever yes but, yes um the playstation 2 is uh i think possibly an s-tier console i think i would be fine putting it up there Alrighty, i the i think i know it's good that's a hot take it's a, there's a lot there but mm-hmm. i think the playstation 2 is like that first real modern gaming experience and i know i said that about the xbox 360 but i take it back because i think i think that <laughs> i think that the xbox 360 i'm gonna rephrase this i think the xbox 360 was the first the first it was the next step in modern gaming and uh-huh. it was it was really where we got all of the key points of what it means to play video games now where we got yes. the perfect online systems and the and you know all like the bigger uh, game categories and everything kind of like coming together perfectly. I think the PlayStation two was the first time that the modern gaming experience for the individual happened. Mm-hmm. I think that I, that was, that was, it was well beyond the Xbox and it was well beyond, um, you know, uh, the first PlayStation even, but yeah. like that PlayStation two was, was like, this is, the future of video games this has game. an individual yeah, experience and and it too um it was while it had um some great obviously you know, some great some great games that pushed uh gaming forward it also my main memories with the ps2 are with star wars games um yeah it was it was i i i did not have xbox uh consoles i had just nintendo and playstation up until uh the xbox like late stage of the xbox 360 like just before the xbox one came out because you know connect became a thing and my mother was like oh i'm sure your little brother would love to have a connect i was like oh whatever fine xbox is lame (laughs) (laughs) but uh but playstation 2 is where i played battlefront battlefront 2 the star wars episode 3 game uh star wars pod racer um oh yeah it had uh jedi starfighter it had some of the greatest new wave star wars games uh that were just really really well made um and like the episode three video game was i'm sure going back to it now it'd be weirdly uh 
weirdly unplayable. Um, but I I looked it up the other day because I actually kind of wanted to get it for um, if I could get it for Xbox. But getting it like getting a copy of it for the original Xbox, it's like I think it's like a hundred dollars from like the the lowest price that I saw. Like it is, it's it become is, a collector's it, it sought. Yeah, it really has. Um, and uh, I, I think that alone puts it on a puts it on a different level. Also, it. Um, at least for me, um, puts on like a bigger nostalgia level. Uh, it also had, it was the start of kingdom hearts. Yes. Which yes, yes, yes. I, I don't much care for kingdom hearts three and the, um, like where it left off the series, but kingdom hearts one and kingdom hearts two are two awesome games. Uh, and they were really well made, really, uh, really well told story. Even though it's a little convoluted sometimes, but it is a it is a well told story. I think. Right, and uh, I think that it's I think that it's a it was the first time that I was really exposed to like a beautiful video game. Yeah, like Kingdom agree, Hearts was the first time that I would I would get like lost in cutscenes of like this is mm-hmm. just cool, like it's so well mm-hmm. done, and like I've I've gone back. I bought I uh, like I think I think maybe it was just even last year. Uh, mm. I bought the entire Kingdom Hearts collection. You can get it on the PlayStation Store, where it's just like ev- oh, it's yeah, everything yeah. all the way through. And yeah. you know, like the, the first Kingdom Hearts is not pretty anymore. Like it's big no. and blocky, and like you can see that that is a you know a twenty year old game at this point. But I remember seeing those games for the first time and just being like, "Whoa!" Like I'd never seen cut scenes like that before uh just that the music in the game is, is so good too like obviously it's disney so right. it's gonna be it's gonna be worth your time as a but, series but it but also had the square enix games, charm disney video games have not been that way like yeah. they have done yeah but it was it was the ability of square enix to dip into the disney intellectual property to create something that that was so like full of nostalgia and like and like great story and also full of something brand new for a lot of people too Absolutely. like that was i'm i mean i have no shame in saying this kingdom hearts was my introduction to final fantasy i did not know of the series until i first saw cloud in freaking olympus coliseum i just it didn't exist to me and then all of a sudden now there's this badass character and i I, you know obviously internet was still pretty relatively new then but i was like who is this cloud character and i went on to google and i was like oh he's from a different game oh my god and i was like wait there's the characters are from different games in this like what 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 like it was such a concept that like it was i didn't realize it was a crossover until that point and then i went back and i was like oh my god wait this guy this guy this this leon guy changed his name from fucking squall or whatever it was um, <laughs> and he's from final fantasy 8 and it was like what oh my god there's like so many other characters in this that were so it was it was really well done um also metal gear solid my lord the, the series continued on the playstation 2 but it started on the playstation 1 and i believe that the playstation 1 also belongs at s tier i think um, that's a fair assessment i i think that the playstation 1 like i said before my it was it was the first system that i ever owned that i ever had um where i was uh my, the first game that i remember playing is crash bandicoot warped that game has such a nostalgia factor for me. Like we were <laughs> Maddie, uh, me, Maddie and her sister. That was not grammatically correct, but whatever. 
we went to Epcot yesterday just to, you know, grab some drinks. It was Matt, it was her Maddie's sister's 21st birthday, like two months ago. We didn't get to go. So we went and we hopped on a Soren because it was like a 15 minute wait. And we got to the part where we're going over the, the Great Wall of China and <laughs> we got off the ride and they were like, uh, they were like, uh, every time I, every time we're going over Paris, I just want to be in Paris. Like, and I just want to travel there. And Maddie was like, yeah, every time we're getting this smell, it reminds me of this. And I was like, yeah, every time we go over the Great Wall of China, I think of the Coco stage in Crash Bandicoot 3. <laughs> three, three, three different type of people. That's all it is. But that, that game, if that doesn't say it enough, that game is such a, a, a strong presence on the playstation one yeah um uh, spyro the dragon even spyro the dragon and oh. my my cousin had uh i think it was 3d pac-man world i think is what it was called mm-hmm. that game yes was let me i'm gonna do a quick google just to yeah 3d pac-man world is it that is mm-hmm. what it was called um i loved i never had that game i i did have um, but no, I didn't have Spyro either. But my co- okay, so my cousin had Spyro and 3D Pac-Man World, and or just Pac-Man World, I guess is what it was called, Pac-Man World on the PlayStation One. Yeah, and we would play Pac-Man World, Spyro, and Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and those games are my like like when I think of oh, my God. the entire my childhood spent with my family it's those three video games and those three video games have set the course for my love of video games like i love those kinds of games more than anything else like random pro skater one oh the soundtrack alone is like the archetype for my personality literally literally i i think that brings um, also i like to point out that that brings me saying the word archetype up to like four this episode i think they said it like four times <laughs> so we're at a we're at a, a zelda talk is at about a six and uh archetype is at a four i think i said rad eight times in the beginning of the episode so <laughs> we're on a good counter here we're on a good counter here but uh, yeah, beyond beyond those guys, uh, we had uh, Crash Team Racing, which was the first real uh, outside of, I guess, Diddy Kong Racing, the first real competitor for Mario Kart. Right. Um, and it, 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 it wasn't just a Mario Kart clone. It didn't just copy what it did. It had weightier controls, the the cars you needed to know how to drift. You needed to really there was no speed setting where, you know, you couldn't pick like 50 cc or 150 cc, whatever you wanted. It, you needed to know what you were doing uh, in order to win the the turns. They were sharper. They were like uh, I remember Cortex Castle. Like if you're not banking into your turns in midair before you even hit the ground, you're not making that turn without hitting that wall. Uh, and the, the, the idea of an adventure mode, which again was done in Diddy Kong racing, but I don't think Diddy Kong racing did it as well as crash band, uh, as crash team racing did where you had boss fights at the end of every, uh, at the end of every little world. And you could see their, their icon on it and you're, you're ready to go. It's like, Oh my God, Papu Papu. I remember fighting him in crash one or, uh, you know, Ripper Roo, like you have, you had all these, all these different characters that just, they, they meant more, you know? And I think that's why it beats out Diddy Kong racing in terms of competitors to Mario, because the only, uh, 
uh, recognizable character at the time for Diddy Kong Racing was fucking Diddy Kong. Right. You know, that's a, yeah, you're correct. You, you didn't have the name power of being able to play as Crash and an engine. I played as engine, engine more than was anybody else the in the best game. Choice engine was the yeah. coolest character. He was the coolest character. Like it, everybody pees their pants. It's the coolest. He's the coolest. <laughs> um, okay, no. Here's one a core memory of my childhood is going into a Burger King and playing. I don't know if it was exactly the same, but a version of a crash racing game on mm-hmm. the in like the in restaurant TVs they would have in Burger Kings. Oh. They would have this is this is an early 2000s like core memory all of a sudden like coming yeah. back to me. I can yeah. I can see the local Burger King where I grew up as a like as a child like i can i can feel and smell that place right now but yeah they would have they had tv screens that were you know covered in a box like mm-hmm. you know they, like a some sort of either it was either branded to burger king or it had like crash bandicoot on it or something right and then they would have they would have the controllers mounted on an arm coming out of those boxes yes. you know it was like yes. a demo station but you could sit yep. there and you could play random snippets of video games games and the, mm-hmm. the most prominent one in my memory is racing the different crash bandicoot racing and being able to just sit there and do that and when i think about how short every t- every experience i currently have at a fast food restaurant is like my fast food restaurant experience is less than 15 minutes always yeah so for me to think about how happy i was to be able to sit in that restaurant and play those games for clearly what was only five minutes at a time <laughs> like I, there's yes. no way i was ever playing any of those games for more than five consecutive minutes and those things were the coolest they were they were really cool uh i have a similar core memory um where uh and it's um it's with the gamecube actually we're going to talk about the, i, I want to talk about the gamecube last actually but yes, please. Uh, it was with it was with the gamecube where in gamestop there was a, a gamecube setup with soul caliber 2 and at this particular GameStop, they did not change that for like four years. Uh, Soul Calibur 2 was in there for so, and I played every single time we went to that GameStop. I played for at least 30 minutes at a time. And it was just because the GameCube had, it, ha- it had Link as a playable character for Soul Calibur 2. And me as a growing gamer and a like, uh, just absolute Legend of Zelda stan, I did not play as anybody else in Smash, but link while i was younger like for for years until brawl came out and i realized that there were other good characters and that link was not even a good character like i anything that had link in it i was i was playing it and soul Calibur 2 is just that game for me like that that core memory of just playing the demo constantly <laughs> um I want to do Well, I say let's move Wii U just because I think it'll be a short conversation because I think the Wii U was the it is the poster child for a console that the the developers and the company were super excited about and no one else was excited about it. Nobody, nobody understood what that thing was capable of, including Mm -hmm. game developers. So it never had anything that made sense to play on that console. It didn't do the mobile part well enough and it didn't do the console part well enough. The only games that were worth getting on it 
and we're going to talk about Zelda one more time. So this brings up the counter like 10. Uh, we're the Wind Waker HD. Yep. Uh, Twilight Princess HD, I guess, as well. So, but we'll we'll lump those together. The 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 Zelda remakes, the Zelda HD collections, um, Mario Kart Eight, which I think is still a great kart racer. I think it it's is. one of the best, but it's better on the Switch. Yes. Um, then you have uh, Mario 3D World and Smash Bros. And they are all first-party Nintendo games. Yes. Not a single the, one of those. Yeah. Not a single one of those is a third-party game. And they are the only games that are worth getting a Switch for. And again, Breath getting of the Wild Wii came U, out for the Wii U. Getting a Wii U for, not a Switch for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes I'm sorry. Yes. sorry getting, getting a Wii U for. Um, and, and like I said uh, before, Breath of the Wild came out for the Wii U. Who the fuck would want it for the Wii U if you can get on the Switch? Same thing with Mario Kart 8. Like, and even Splatoon. Splatoon is now out on the Switch. You have Splatoon 2. Which yeah. are, they're not respected games, I guess. Or not respected. Uh, they're not phenomenal games, but they're fun. They're a good right, time. They're fun. Right. Yeah, so I, I, I agree with where you put it. Drop it and see. Let's move on from it. It's fine. It was cool. A lot of neat ideas, mm. but it was not executed the way that it could have been. Absolutely agreed. Uh, Xbox One? Xbox One. Let's do it. Alrighty, Xbox One. I have an Xbox One. I use it all the time. I think it's a great system. I think it doesn't have enough exclusives to make it really feel like I have an Xbox One for a reason. I think that it is a console that it just plays games. There's nothing special about it. Okay. Like at this point, I think I play more games on on my laptop, obviously for screen, uh, streaming and stuff, but I play more games on my Switch and the, the Xbox after a little while just kind of became a Netflix machine. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that being said, I think the interface of the Xbox, like the Microsoft interface is awful. I think really, I think, okay. I think getting to apps like Netflix is just a growth. I think their menu system is gross and that, you know, my background is as a designer, I, yeah, of I'm course. very critical of those things uh, at all times. But I think that the PlayStation menu and the way that you navigate through a PlayStation before you even get into an app or a game is by far a more streamlined and better designed interface than what they have on the Microsoft systems. Yeah, no, I, I, I can agree with that. Um, and I mean, you obviously have more expertise with the graphic design elements of it and just the the interface system. Um, I never had a problem with it. In fact, I actually never really realized that there was issues with it. Like people really genuinely hate it. And I was not aware of that until relatively recently. Um, well, it's like it's like anything where when you when you use it regularly and you know how to navigate it, it's not a problem. And so like once you once you are a user of it, it's fine. But just looking at it from the perspective of like somebody chose to put all that stuff there, it's loud yeah. and it's it's confusing. I just I just I think it's a poorly designed like landing and home pages, but I agree. That's outside um, what we should be talking about. Yeah, I no, I, I do agree. Um, I think though, I'm I'm gonna put it in the middle of B tier, below the Game Boy Advance. 
um, because I still think that it is it, it, the online element of it is is really well done. Yeah. The the ways you can play online with friends really quickly, um, and the loading times. And I mean, I, I have an Xbox One, uh, the X, so it's like it's obviously faster loading times and stuff like that. But like, yeah, the graphical quality is really good too. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's, I it's, it's, it's a modern it's a modern console through and through. It's it's yeah, it's exactly. a great great piece of technology and i think at this point we can't compare that obviously like the ps4 because it's like they both have the same kind of graphical fidelity and everything going on for them they they really have very similar specs uh, yeah. so you just kind of have to think about the games and the games do not match up with the playstation 4 yeah i agree um so now we got the big two the, the one that two. essentially started it all and the one that started it all <laughs> uh no it's like it's the one that like we got the one that saved video gaming like yeah you know, for for save nintendo for, for sure yeah 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 exactly like the, the nes was the system that brought gaming back from the brink of death obviously you know because i'm sure you know about the um the et for the atari thing yes. how that a hilarious that, story if anybody is not familiar with the story of the ET Atari game, it's worth a Google. Um, yeah. I don't know dates or numbers exactly, but basically they made, they put Atari put all of its money into creating a game on based on the movie ET. And it was so bad that they sold so few of them that they were just dumping Atari cartridges into landfills like they could not get rid of these ET Atari consoles in any way. And it's it's a really interesting story. There's a there's a Netflix documentary called Uh um, I think it's the toys that built us has uh, an episode about the ET Atari game. And that's that's worth a watch uh, just for some funny nostalgia. Yeah, I think I think the coolest thing about it though is that for years on end, it was a rumor. Like it it was nobody knew if they were actually in that landfill, and I think it was either New Mexico or Mexico. I can't remember on the, off the top of my head. Um, meanwhile, I have Google in front of me. I could just Google it, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> this landfill, there was a rumor. They were like, "Are they actually in there?" Like, there's no way. There's no way. There are like thousands of ET. They're very much. They were there. They were absolutely buried there. Uh, and they uncovered them a few years ago and they were like, yep, yep, it was real. They they dumped them all here and they were just sitting in this landfill for, for years, decades. decades. Um, but it was that on top of actually the Pac-Man port for the Atari that killed, killed home gaming for a yeah. long time. I mean, um, it, it, it solidified everybody's ideas that it was a fad. Yeah, it, it was, was fad. Like, it was it was not worth your money. It was dumb. It was for kids. Uh, it was like gamers don't know any better or and stuff like that. Where it was like kind of just it, it, it shat on the face of gaming. But and then here comes Nintendo with the NES, and they brought in Mario Brothers, and they had we uh, we had the first Zelda game, eleven. <laughs> uh, we had we had all these wonderful games it had the full mario series it had mario one two three it had 
Um, long story short, the NES saved gaming, and I think that it belongs at a middle of B tier yeah. because it it go, going back to it now. Obviously, I mean, you and you can go back to it now uh, using Nintendo Switch Online. You can access a huge library of old NES games, and it's a great time. Um, but it had it had some of the games that like really launched gaming into uh, in, into a thing that people people had as a hobby, and it wasn't just a dumb thing to do for, for you know for whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I started off with Metroid. It was just, yeah, it's Nintendo's, Nintendo's big IPs started there. And for that, it belongs in the middle of the list because it's, yeah. it should be respected. It should be appreciated for what it was. Uh, and I think, I don't think I have anything else to say on it. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, it's. There's part of the nostalgia that makes me say it should be higher, but I think that we should fight that urge. And I think you're right. I think that 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 middle high B rating is fine for now. But let's go on to the last one on our list. Can you add a big booming echo effect when I say this? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure there's a YouTube tutorial on how to do that. The motherfucking GameCube! Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, is there any is there any question no, that this belongs in S tier? That is that is an absolute S top. The question tier is console. where in S tier. I think I would let's be, compare it. Yeah, let's go one at a time. I think it's I think it's better than the PlayStation 2. I think Okay. Can, um, I don't think it's better than the Switch. I think it's like I think yeah. that the Switch is the is really the ultimate console that exists right now uh, and ever the has biggest, existed. The biggest comparison, the biggest comparison is going to be with the SNES. Yeah, um, it's it's. I think it's going to come down to do the do the libraries match up enough where we can say that the. SNES's library had more iconic games, but then you look at the GameCube and you th- and you see you see Mario Sunshine, you yeah, see Wind Waker. I, I think see, it's a hard sell to say that yeah. it, that the GameCube, especially if you're going to make the, the argument off of the game category, I don't think you can discount the GameCube in any way if you're going to do the no. game catalog. That's why I think this is very hard because you also have Mario World. You have the the masters of 2D, of 2D adventure games, 2D platformers, the creators of the Metroidvania genre. You have the Star Fox, one of the first really well done vector based 3D games on on the uh, on the SNES. You really have such a catalog on that system that it's it, it can't go under stated that it is an iconic set of games but the gamecube had harry potter quidditch world cup fuck all right it's going above the switch then all right thanks for thanks for listening guys no um, I, know, I, I, I do have to say that i think it kind of belongs above the snes in in terms of most i think things so too. About I mean, it. it is it is the smash machine like it is the console that is ultimately the home of one of the most iconic video games in history. And, and it also had Smash Bros on it. <laughs> it did. Okay, were, were we not talking about Shrek Super Slam here? We're not talking about oh, Shrek Super Slam? Bad. Okay. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> not, we're not talking uh, about Matt Hoffman Pro BMX 2. <laughs> That's not the game that we're referring to. Oh, I had God. that game and I loved that game. See, you know what game I actually I feel like doesn't get enough uh, focus is actually Kirby Air Ride. Kirby Air Ride. I have you, you, never you, you, played you, you, Kirby never? Air Ride. 
Oh, dude, that was a fun game. It was it was a racing game. It was literally like it was just a racing game. You got to pick different vehicles, but everyone was Kirby. Um, and it it was it was fun for maybe two hours at a time. But those two hours were so much yeah, fun. No, I think yeah. I think that this this console just holds a place in everybody's heart because it was mm-hmm. it was the Nintendo console. Like you know, mm-hmm. the PlayStation and the Xbox were gaming consoles, but the GameCube was a Nintendo console and that made it mm-hmm. like that was it was in people's homes for some reason yeah. Nintendo was seen as a much more family brand than Sony and Xbox and so yeah, these were everywhere and people had them and played them and all kinds of fun games for kids of all ages you know mm-hmm. it was really uh, a revolution in home video gaming because people were just like passing controllers to like five-year-olds and being like go play you know mario kart or whatever uh it also really had uh i mean we talked about it before it had sonic heroes sonic it had heroes. the only the only not the only partially not broken port of sonic heroes <laughs> um <laughs> And I have no disrespect for for game developers. I think that game development is one of the hardest things ever. And people that say that, oh, these developers didn't care about the project or they're just in it for the money. There's no money in game development. Are you fucking kidding me? Like there's the money. The money comes from sales of games. Like you build a game that's bad, you don't make money. And so nobody's trying to cut corners in a video game. Literally, literally. So it's like I, I will never say that they didn't care. I will say though that they kind of, they, they they probably knew that there were problems that were in there, and they were just like, we don't have the time to fix it, so just just don't. Um, I went on off a rant for that. We can cut that out if you want to, but either way, I um, I do want to just uh, for the sake of factual accuracy, since we dropped the date, uh, Sonic Heroes was released in December on December thirtieth of two thousand and three. So you were forty we hours off of being corrected. It was released in 2004, but I did just want to make sure that that was in there, that it is technically a 2003 released game. Yes. Yes. Fuck you. Uh, no. So, all right. Well, I got final thoughts here, man. I, I think this is a pretty solid list. I do. I, you know, and this is a, a trip down memory lane for me. I, I, in my brain, I haven't had this many video game consoles. Like I haven't had exposure to this many consoles, but as I'm looking at this list, I really have, I mean, from, you know, the most modern of consoles all the way back to, uh, the N64. And I believe I've even played an NES before. Like, I think, like I or not not just played. I think I even had an NES at one time. My mom worked at this really cool thrift store for a while, and she would she would just like put things aside, like crazy things that would get donated aside. Um, mm-hmm. And one time, she came home with uh, a, what I now know to be an NES station and like a couple random consoles of games and like so like i've had experiences with so many more of these than i even thought i was going to be able to weigh in on and it was a cool kind of unlocking of different like rooms in the back of my mind to be like oh yeah i remember doing this yeah i'm like yeah yeah, I think this, I think this is a solid list. Our top five, yeah, our top five are the Switch, GameCube, SNES, PlayStation One, and PlayStation Two, and I think that that pretty much sums up the best of the best when it comes to consoles. Yeah, uh, we will be putting a. Uh, typed out list of how we ranked these into our show notes for this podcast so you can uh, go in and you know double check and see what you agree with see what you don't agree with um, 
uh, in that show description, you'll also be able to find some links to our social media where you can tweet at us angrily and tell us what we got wrong. Uh, and you'll be able to stay up to date there on when we're going to be releasing new episodes and all of our latest news for the Baseless Podcast. If you guys have a recommendation for what uh, another list that you want us to do, let us know. I'm sure we will never get to it, but who knows? We'll run out of ideas soon. We're, we're very busy, so... <laughs> Very busy man, as you can tell. 